When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Are you going to play that dastardly intro again? Ow! This movie's still fine. One of them dies, that goes screw. One of them's a hottie, his name is Jay. One of them looks like Johnny Depp, and his name is Johnny Depp. Classic Maximum Joseph. You forget that films are supposed to have a point. Go. <laughs> uh, welcome along to the worst idea of all time, episode 10. Tim Bat and Guy Montgomery have just watched We Are Your Friends for a record-setting, at least in their books, 10th time. Hello, everybody. We are boys becoming men. We are acquaintances becoming friends. We are in the pocket and ready to cook you up some, some, uh, some thoughts. Here they are, all in a row. Uh, the movie's done. Do you know what the thing is about the watch this week? Could have had more, could have had less. Just didn't really care about anything anymore. I was watching it, I was like, I, I, I don't give a shit. Like, give me another hour of this or end it an hour ago. Like, fucking whatever. Just oh, real nihilistic. Yeah, sort of comfortably numb. Yeah. That could have gone on for another... You'd say, yeah, you'd, like two hours, and you just would have been like, "This, of course, just, of course, yeah, yeah, okay, of course, this now, this, sure, just like just accepting it, you know, <laughs> just just taking it." How's that going for you? Uh, well, it's better than getting frustrated. I think there's less energy expended, and you just don't get as upset. It's just like I imagine it's what being on lithium is like. This movie is like lithium. It was just this watch this week. It's just like, ugh, I'm fine. What's lithium used for? Uh, like intense uh, depression. It's like a mood stabilizer in very extreme. Wow. Situs. I'm probably being a little melodramatic <laughs> about the effect of the film this week <laughs> in retrospect. Uh, Once you, you make put, me yeah, explain yeah. myself like that. Oh, that was an accident. Well, when sure, guys. Yeah. If I've got to justify things I say, they do sound ridiculous. I was just curious as to what lithium does. I didn't yeah. know. You said it was like lithium. I think uh, I'm not sure if I've known anyone who who used lithium. It's depicted quite well, I think, in the second season of House of Cards. That woman, that Claire Underwood's trying to get to testify. I haven't seen any of that. It's a good show. That's what the people say. People are telling me 
all sorts of stuff is good. And yeah. I just don't have time. I know. Well, we you do, but it's just like, at this point, it's like, oh, fuck it all. Throw it fuck on the massive the... flaming pile of shit you like that I haven't seen yet. Hey, I've got a question <laughs> which I shouldn't ask you on the podcast, but I'm going to forget to ask you later. I was, And this is going to turn into a nice shout out. Where did you watch Paul F. Tompkins' latest special on? Because I looked on Netflix and it wasn't there. I watched it on a legal... It's easy oh, to, did you? Easy to find in New Zealand. Oh, I no. definitely watched it legally. Oh, no, guy. <laughs> why the... F- oh, yeah. This is why I don't ask you these yeah, things Yeah, this is podcast. why... Exactly why. Anyway, it was good. It was good to pay him for what was a very good professional service. Yeah. That one, that joke that you showed me though, that's on uh, YouTube because I was able to show someone else that that great dad joke. We don't need to get into it anyway. Watch that special. Um, so we are your friends. There we were back again, two plucky young gents, just trying to round off a third and final season of a podcast that potentially has already been going on too long. Um, and and there we were for another week, just us glued to a screen. Uh, during the watch this week, we had musical accompaniment at times, um, on the bongo drums, which we shared between us. We passed it back and forward. I had a harmonica mouth organ for bits. I was just blowing on that, hoping for a note. And there was a bit of riffing, bit of scatting, bit of freestyle rapping in the middle of it when we got really bored. It was all, uh, kind of plot driven freestyle scatting though. Yeah, it was. It was commentary we were, on what was unfolding on screen. We were singing what we what we felt or what we wanted to see happen. Yeah. yeah. And what it turns out we wanted to see happen this week, uh, unsurprisingly, just different offers from the performers. Uh, I feel like they're really trapped in their ways now, and uh, it hasn't been working for a while, so I don't know what real, makes them think it's suddenly going to come right now. Real stick in the mud. Uh, yeah, preferably maybe... Or sticks in the mud. Some more... Is it like attorneys general? Mo- <laughs> Stick is always plural. Stick is plural and singular. Yeah. Anyway. No. Anyway. Nightmare. Um. Yeah. Just different offers. Like maybe stuff going wrong more. Maybe more stuff going wrong. You thought there was, or there needs to be. Uh there needed to be. Yeah. 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 Just people Definitely. reacting to stuff differently. Yeah. What we uh targeted onto, really locked onto, very early into the film is that Paige, undeniably our favourite character. And I think that will be the case uh, for quite some time, if yeah. not ad infinitum, for the duration of this season. He brings a lot to the table, a lot of baggage. Uh, he's sort of, he's just an immediately identifiable character. All he, this he's, is what we were, I was saying. Like, I think the reason why he's so lovable is because you just, you get him instantly. He's a little bit two-dimensional, but you learn everything you need to know about a character, about him, within like fucking 15 seconds of seeing the dude. He fucks minerals. <laughs> he fucks minerals. He likes fucking diamonds. That's how obsessed with money he is and getting rich. He and cuts costs in the office by only using concrete. Yeah. But beyond that, he's just motivated by money. And we and know he likes looking flashy. And he's and... old he's older and therefore more interesting than like four twenty three or four year old boys who are just sort of like all four twenty. All at sea. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Who are just pretty much out there going down to the beach and smoking weed to four, talk about their problems. The 420 fuckboys. 420 fuckboys in a room vaping on weed pens. Good God. It's disgusting. But it's a surefire hit at the cinema. Imagine if the movie was just that. You saw these four dudes riffing and scatting inside of a room. 
getting baked. That sounds like a for ninety minutes a web series. Yeah, but this doesn't really sound like a movie either. You know, the actual movie that got made doesn't sound like a movie. The four four one boy trying to become a DJ. Three one guys boy, along for the ride. One bright boy, our man from High School Musical, Sokole, trying to become a DJ in the crazy hedonistic drug fueled sexy world of Los Angeles, California. You've just made it sound like a movie. Yeah, I have. you've got the green light. Absolutely, <laughs> let's make this thing. I'm really excited to see how it comes out. Yeah, true. So am I. Uh, you you came up with a pretty funny nickname for um, and also uh, good sort of observation towards the end of the film when you uh, notice that the character of Zaccoli uh, is is known as the crying DJ. Crying DJ, yeah, because he's uh, like at that party, which we'll get back into as well. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? That idea we had about how uh, to amp up a party. Oh yeah, absolutely. Let's just bookmark that for a second. But um, <clears throat> when he's at that party, he's having a good time. He's 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 just been hired by James Reed from the Feelers to play a weekend gig, earn a bit of pocket money. He's doing a little afternoon pool party, and it's all going well. And he's fucking rocks the D floor. He gets them. He gets them. He absolutely gets them on the hook. The party is going ballistic. And he's having a good time. Everyone's having fun until um, he sees James Reed get into it, rightly, with his girlfriend, Emily. Sophie? Sophie. What's her name? Emily, Emily in real life. Oh, Emily's her actual name. Gotcha. Um, and they're, they're dancing all close like you do when you're a couple. And uh, he looks like he's going to fucking cry about it. He's like, geez, man. Pull yourself together. And then he kind of does it like a few times. There's another time as well that isn't just in the end, but there's another time when he looks fucking he's... intense. Oh, it's when he's bloody wigging out at the music festival. He's not DJing, but when he when he pashes yeah. old Emily. He feels he's an, he feels a lot of emotions. Yeah, but he feels it all by looking like he's going to cry. That's how, that's how he expresses any emotion. He does it at the end. But it, it is a pretty good gimmick <laughs> to go around the club scene and be like, oh, fuck, I heard of that dude. He's the crying DJ. Yeah, it's really interesting. Like, you're, you're on uppers and you're dancing real hard with music, but he's just crying. He's supposed to be kind of like the whole instigator and leader of this good time, but he's the one crying the most. It's like he's sacrificing his happiness for us to dance. He's the club scene Jesus. It hasn't been a real party in downtown L.A., Unless a DJ cries for the last year, it's just, it's emotional. It's human. It's tribal. That's what Max from Joseph and Zach Efron thought they were creating when they introduced Zicoli, the crying DJ. Maximum Joseph was uh, not sold initially on this idea either because he had written a whole damn movie with Oppenheimer that was based around a different character. And Zicoli's like, you know what? I a happier do. DJ. I can cry. Pretty much at the drop of a hat, he's showing off his acting skills, and all of the all of the all of the four hundred and twenty fuck boys get an opportunity to show off their acting skills in this film. Uh, you've got Talent <laughs> Quest guy Johnny Depp can whistle. Yes, they use it uh, to great effect twice. Have you seen the toilet? It's wee, uh, and then Jarhead can do backflips, which. They kind of stiff Jarhead across the board because they give him really uh, ruthless cuts. To make his character look like an absolute fucking idiot. Like early in the movie when he's like, uh, you know, 90% of people want to be at the party. 10% are at the party. You got to freaking be that. And then immediately the next day he's like, my body's 80% water and I'm thirsty. It's like, 
Why is he obsessed with numbers? Is this Russell Crowe in a beautiful mind? And the other thing he can do is backflips into a pool. And so when he rents the house and they get the pool, he's like, backflip into the pool. And then the next shot, it's like, we're at the party and he's trying to impress some girls. Backflip into the pool. It makes him look like such a weak... just a two-dimensional character. All he can do is backflip. He's like those toy dogs that you press the back and a spring-loaded <laughs> mechanism fires and he does a backflip and leg. All he can do is backflips and then talk about exactly the number of backflips he's done. I've done 300 backflips and I've landed 200 of them. That's I've a do, I've success done. rate of 66%. you got to be that. <laughs> I've done 300 backflips and I've slipped a vertebrae <laughs> and I am in pain. Uh, what is Squirrel bringing to the talent quest? Uh, he's a maths whiz. He's always talking about numbers. He's talking about numbers when they're trying to rent a place true. in the booth. He's talking about numbers when they're get, getting hired. Quick fucking math. Do fucking math. It's good fucking math, kid. I'm Paige, the only interesting character in this movie. How we doing? <laughs> I'm loosely related to Steve, former mayor of New York. <laughs> Entrepreneur extraordinaire. Made some dictionaries. Maybe you heard of him. <laughs> Made a big name for himself in New York. He's not allowed in the... California state right now on account of some of the underhanded shit he did. Got turfed out. Boys didn't <laughs> like it. Didn't like it none. There I was, mind my own business, getting my rocks off on tour rock, if you know what I'm saying. I fuck diamonds. <laughs> yeah. He's obsessed with minerals. Concrete. Diamonds. It's all he's about. Is concrete a mineral, Tim? Nah, it's not really. It's a compound of sort of minerals, though. A rock, like just stones, like rocks and stones, gravel. That's, that's a mineral, isn't it? Everything. If every, if I've learnt one thing about the format of twenty questions, it's that everything is an a vegetable or an animal or a mineral. There's and nothing between those three things: stones and rocks and concrete. Definitely mineral. I see. So the world. There's three types of things in this world. There's three things in the world I believe in: animals, minerals, <laughs> vegetables. Everything else is an abstract construct of the human mind. One I fuck. One I eat and one I make friends with. And it's not the order you think. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. It's like fuck, Mary kill, but he's kind of got it all confused. So we've got Zakoli the crying DJ. And the other thing that occurred at the pool party uh, when he's earning a bit of pocket money to get out of the goddamn San Fernando Valley and stop eating so much raw poison fish. That's why these boys' fingers are getting webbed. They're not eating healthy fish, all right? The boys' fingers are getting webbed. Yeah, absolutely. All Dang. Missed you gotta, that. Yeah, you got to look closely. All of them are getting slightly... As the movie goes on, they get yeah. like slightly webbed fingers. I don't know why, but I trust you're completely right about um, uh, Jarhead having webbed hands. I feel like I've seen that in the back of my head, but not Zakola. He's he's perfect. He's a perfect human specimen. No, he started, he, they start getting webbed fingers and they start getting scales on Ooh. their fingertips. Eesh. It's weird stuff, but that's a, an all an aside to that, what I'm trying to get to. Well, hold on. <laughs> Because generally poison fish doesn't turn you into a fish. It's yeah. like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle style or, yeah. or Spider-Man style. Exactly. Radioactive fish from uh, Fukushima. No, they don't import their fish on the west coast of California, do they? No, nah, but it's all that shared Pacific Ocean with the Japanese. The nuclear leaks finally into. reached... The Pacific Ocean. Yeah, dog. On the Californian coastline. And now we're going to deal with 420 fuckboys turning into fish all of a sudden. Only in, San, in the San Fernando Valley, which is why they think 
it's the best sushi in the Western Hemisphere. And everyone else is like, no one goes to eat sushi in the valley. That stuff's poisonous. It'll yeah. fucking ruin you. And they're like... It's the same guy who's like, hey, this heroin, it's the best stuff. It's so yum. Yeah. It's delicious. Heroin's Everyone, great. Everyone's like, you guys, your entire suburb is turning into fish people. And you keep eating so much sushi. Anyway, that is all an aside to the point I'm trying to get to. Which is? Which is at the party. Um, when... Emily, or Sophie, sorry, uh, we've got to come up with a name for her. We're sort of straddling between the two options, and it's it's a disaster zone. Simile. When Simile uh, comes up to Zach and is like, uh, the, this party's looking a bit a little stiff, Cole. And Cole looks around, he's like, what are you telling me? I need to amp it up. And she never confirms it. He just <laughs> takes that idea and puts it upon himself. She that, pouts. She pouts she pout, immediately. That, that's her, she default, does in most that's of her default setting. And so he's like, you'd say I need to amp it up. Question unanswered. He doesn't give an opportunity for that question to be answered because he just brings out something so massive, so unspeakably huge that you cannot argue with the fact that this categorically amps up the party. What does he bring out, Tim? He brings out a chainsaw and a hockey mask. <laughs> a la um, Texas- Halloween, I think. Oh, no, yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And he revs the he revs the chainsaw. Yeah. This is a lovely afternoon's party. Yeah, and He's it's not hired. an electric one; it's a proper petrol one from days of old, where it's got the big old ripcord, and you got to get it started. Yeah. And he's just totally he's totally lost perspective on how weird this is and how jarring this would be for everyone else at the party. And he starts quoting Job from Arrested Development, running up to them with the chainsaw, going, "Everybody dance! <laughs> Everybody dance now!" And someone's like, "Dude, I think you should put down the chainsaw." He's like, "Oh, oh, okay. Oh, the guy with the chainsaw is going to listen to the guy who doesn't have a chainsaw." Yeah, yeah. And then Emily, come on, Somali is like uh, Zakoli. That's not what I meant when I said to amp up the party. And he's like, and oh, so suddenly this is too much for you, is it? And then you know what happens after that? He starts fucking crying as is his <laughs> goddamn trademark at the decks. And everyone's happy for it because uh, the crying DJ's here all of a sudden. <laughs> like before it was some crazy murderous dude. And now and like, it's some soulful, teary DJ. It's an extension of his crying DJ persona where he also hires out different improvisational characters. Yeah. So you get the crying DJ and you also get one mystery character. Yeah. Who he breaks out into in the middle of his DJing set. And to be fair, he did amp up that party. Like mission accomplished. Yeah. <laughs> you can't argue with facts. It's it did fuck the energy completely. There's a lot of uncomfortable but people. That, that's what he's all about as a DJ, you know, he's like it's the push and pull. It's about that's locking right. onto people's heart rate with getting a song that's 128 BPM and then amping that shit up. And Add a chainsaw to the mix. Have a cry. Yeah. Jizz on them. Whatever. It's an emotional clusterfuck. He's legally safeguarded himself because on his website he advertises his DJing skills as unforgettable. <laughs> and, I mean, you can argue with whether or not people enjoy it, but no one soon forgets the experience you have when you get Zakoli the crying DJ yeah. at, your, at your party. Fuck yeah. Good shit. I'd hire him. Just to laugh at him. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I guess the thing is, the only way to escalate it, because if everyone knows that he's not going to do anything that's actually going to fuck with you, it's kind of like, oh, well, it's obviously scary, but it's not terrifying because you know he's not going to touch you. So the only logical (laughs) answer is he has to start like, you know, taking fingers and stuff. What do you mean? Like actually taking them off? Chainsawing fingers off. Yeah, like every one in every ten parties. Nah, dog. I don't reckon that's what's up. <laughs> you know how 
It's like if you go to those um, like nightmare maze things with the the spookers, where they hire you know struggling actors to dress up like scarecrows and freak you out. But there's like rules. Have you like, been there? No, nah, I haven't. I've heard mixed things about those. I've I heard can... that some of the actors are like they go too far. I could believe that. If you were doing that, you'd. Def- I'd go too far. <laughs> Would you? You're like if I'm trying to freak people out, I'd be like, I'm going to so. do what I can to freak these. These people paid for an experience. I'm going to give them an experience. Someone might be a big Hollywood producer. They might hire me for my work at Spookers. But I guess the one parameter I might be working is... the haunted house at Universal Studios. You know, I put my head down. <laughs> I work hard enough. I could work my way up this thing. That's that's how um, that's how Matt Damon got his first gig. Is it? He was a dress up scarecrow, and he went too far. <laughs> but luckily, the person who was in there, who he was touching up, was Jerry Brockheimer. Started oh. hiring him for shit. Is that is that what you mean when you say they've gone too far? Like they, t- they start grabbing the. I think that's the only way you can go too far. Well, there's a, a couple of things you probably. I was thinking more psychically, yeah, psychological. Well, psychological is all good, but if you just start <laughs> yelling like <laughs> racial abuse or something, oh. that's not in the. No, that's, that's not, not in the, the handbook. Spir- yeah, that's not in the spirit of You're it. You're not going to impress any big Hollywood producers with your bigoted worldviews. That's not scary either. It's just like, <laughs> it, well, but it it's kind of an scary. interesting wrinkle to throw into one of those Halloween style things. Just blot like what? Just blind, threaten some hate fury. Just like what the fuck, man? <laughs> what is this guy doing? This... Jesus, <laughs> you can't, you can't be offended. I'm haunted by it. I'm haunted. Ah, oh. but um, anyway, I think the big uh, sort of no go zone is touching people. You know, like I just think, I just think, no matter how scary you want to be in one of oh, those of environments, I think the key rule is don't touch anyone, and that's. Um, from what I've heard from mates, where people go too far when they actually start grabbing people, and it's like, no, 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 you're not allowed to do that. Well, of course you're not. Yeah, but they do. Because they go too far. Is that why you haven't been to Spookers? No, it's not. Because you're a little chicken. (laughs) I just don't like... um... Cuckoo ka-cha! Cuckoo ka-cha! Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Has anyone in this family even seen a chicken? Um... I don't even. I don't even. 
Oh, come on! I don't even have a massive desire to go to theme parks, just in general, you know? Do you like roller coasters? Yeah. I haven't been on that many. You don't love them? Been on a few. I I, I don't know. I I used to like them. They're fun, man. Are they, though? Yes. I guess so. I guess they are. I told you about when I briefly developed a fear of flying, eh? No. I went to the Royal Sydney Easter show, which is like the... um, a&P show, or for our American listeners, it's like a it's like a, a county fair. Nailed it. That is what it's like. So um, I went there with my mate Nick, and we went on one of these rides that's like a whole bunch of kind of octopus arms out from a central pole, and they've got a couple of points of articulation, so it's kind of like a hand with like a wrist, if you think about it like that, and there's about 10 or so of them. And then at the end of it is a harness, um, a similar kind that you get on a roller coaster where it just comes down over your shoulders and locks you in, right? But your legs are free. There's no chair. So they, they like strap you in. This is going. They strap you into this thing. And then they like press the button and it just throws you round and round and round. But it was like, this thing was fucking terrifying because it can do all this crazy shit because everyone's roughly the same size as a human where it like will get your harness and and move the arm in a particular way where it starts throwing you at the ground so you see the ground coming at you at a really fast velocity and then pull out at the very last moment and the whole time because your legs are just wiggling around you feel like you're going to hit the central pole when you're like (laughs) scrolling around anyway I went with my mate Nick who is a he's a tough dude like the guy decided to buy a whole bunch of really expensive camping gear so he could just go bush for like three months by himself. I bought him a hunting knife for his birthday once. He used to be in the army briefly. You know, he's a tough biscuit. And he was like, you know, that hysterical kind of laugh screaming you do when you think you're legit going to die? He yeah. was doing that. And we got off the ride and we were very shaken, both of us. And then the next thing we went on was a um, like a Ferris wheel, like a slow moving, like the Eye of London kind of thing, but way smaller, obviously. And on that, I was wigging out. Like that's supposed to be a nice little ride that we went on to kind of just be like, okay, time to chill out. <laughs> we were on that wheel. I was like, fuck this. We are so high off the ground. This would have been cool 20 minutes ago and I can't handle it. And for about two years after that, I got real nervous flying. Oh. And it only recently has sort of left me. I'm glad you overcame it. It's uh, a terrible thing, a fear of flying. It's no good. But uh, you've got to appreciate I found that highly comical. <laughs> uh, that reminds me also of a time my friend Oscar and I, it's a d- similar story, but uh, different. We went to her the Christ, like uh, the A&P show in Christchurch, which is the same county fair sort of thing. And uh, we went on a ride called the Gravitron, which is uh, this like it looks like a space, you know, a stereotypical spaceship. Uh, oh, fuck! Earth, I know this and one. And it spins yeah. you around really fast to the yeah. point that you can sort of flip, up, like you can move around the and you can be upside down. Yeah, yeah. Pins you to the wall. Yeah. <laughs> and we were on it, uh, and we were both sort of pinned and upside down or whatever. Well, I was upside down, and Oscar was facing up, and he wasn't really enjoying it. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Poor bugger. <laughs> So these, these experiences aren't for some people. And he's uh, he's up against the wall and he's lying against it and he's not really having a very good time. And then this metal bar that's loose on the metal unit or console comes flying off and hits him on the head. Oh my God, are you serious? Holy shit. And he throws up across his own body. Oh my God. So he's 
against the wall with vomit on his shirt. Having just, just like, been duffed in the head. Uh, so he's freaked out in the right thing. He's duffed on the head, then vomits on himself. Oh, that is brutal. Oh, you poor boy. Oscar, you poor boy. Oh, the shirt he was wearing was a brand new shirt it had uh, by Rusty, a very popular surf brand. It had dragons on it and he'd been bragging about it the whole morning. This can't be the Oscar I know. This is exactly it's the same the Oscar, same Oscar you Boy, know. he's come along in his life. Yeah. Good on him. Fuck. Shit, man. How proper did he get duffed by that bar? <laughs> like, uh, not concussed. Because that's the kind of thing. If that happened in America, oh, there's like a multi-million exactly. dollar lawsuit. We were like surely. 11. We were like, whoa, what a crazy ride. And on <laughs> to the next And one. then we got candy flowers. <laughs> yeah. Just another wrinkle in the day. Oh, God, I forgot about that. That was funny. Fucking hell. Um, so anyway, back to the film. There was a bit... That you said at the time. Back to the film, my darling. Remember this bit, because this is going to be my uh, no but today, which is the bit in the podcast where we guess where in the movie they improvised the scene. And there's many of them. But Did you remember no. the one that you were thinking of, or is that gone? Will it that is, wait for next that's, week? that's gone until I, I see it again. Mm. But you, when you see it, it's unmistakable. Yeah. But the one I did find mm. uh, is when... Zicoli finally he's he goes for a big run he gets lost he finds a way back home he makes a track about his experience of getting lost while going for a run in your neighborhood mm. he tells James Reed from the feelers about it James Reed says all right you're back on and then he goes and he tells Jarhead who's sort of just resigned himself to yeah. working on his parents house yeah you know, like that's his life he's walk, working on a bit of four by two yeah Sam and Zicoli walks up to him and says I'm playing Summerfest and then steps back, and he's like, okay, this is great. This is the opening of an improvisation between me and Jarhead, wherein we can talk about what this means for us as characters in the movie. And he goes, I'm playing Zonfest. And he takes a step back, and there's like a, a second silence, and then two seconds silence. And you can see in Zakoli's eyes, he's devastated that this improvisational scene is not... He's letting it hang. This, yeah, air. this offer has not been accepted. Yeah. And then eventually Jarhead says... That's great, man. He's like, congratulations. <laughs> And then they both just stand that's around that, and they're that's like, the "Yeah, I can understand why Maximum Joseph would make the decision to impro that scene as well because these boys, as we all know, like every other Hollywood film, this film has been shot chronologically. This comes near the end. Always, so these guys are very familiar with their characters, and he's like, you know what? I know my limitations as a writer. I think I've given you enough to enough clay to work with here. I want you to mold a scene, and I will breathe life into it by filming the thing." Go, and fucking Zakoli gets in there hard and fast with a good old offer, and Jarhead blocks it. It's devastating. Yeah, it's and sad. it's it's what because not all of not all of these improvised scenes are going to work. You know, not everything can be an acapella version of Santeria by the Pool. That's right. Not everything can be a shared breakfast uh, of room service after you banged all night. On the hotel bed. Or oh, so we're led to believe. I mean, we never actually see it happening. There's a, that scene really sticks out because there's a lot of this film where actually, to the editor's credit, a lot kind of gets done in a short amount of time in terms of communicating what the fuck is up. Especially the opening of this film. It's like, boom, 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 pacey. That scene lasts for like 30 seconds of screen time or something. And it's just, you get... You get literally nothing from it. They, you don't get further plot development. You don't get any additional characters. No, but they, they kind of undo. They need work it. They done. need it because it's like a it's an emotional 
like handle that they can hang like it's meant to be an emotional like key key point for the movie because there's nothing else happening it's like the fact that these two people care about each other let's we don't know what it means but let's just sit in it for as long as possible because it means we don't have to worry about all the other scenes not making perfect emotional sense what maximum joseph has done is he has rented a copy of baz luhrmann's romeo and juliet starring claire danes and leonardo dicaprio and he's mirrored that scene where uh, I think it's when they first meet and they're kind of like playing little games across the aquarium, you know, while that beautiful I've seen song the, I've only playing. seen the trailer, but I know what you're talking about. You still know the, yeah. you know the shot, the, the, the scene, the sequence. Um, and he's just trying to emulate that and that bit where they're like running all over town and then booking into a hotel set to that dance track that's all fucking talking about love and stuff. You don't, like, that's a, a fine, capable, whatever job of, of creating some emotion simply by relying on the music to do all the heavy lifting and then just shooting a bunch of bullshit like a music video. You don't then need to lay on top of that this fucking unaccounted... <laughs> See, this is the thing. You take away music at any point in this movie and the scene fucking falls apart. That bit is just like this, not underwritten, but not written at all, improvised bullshit scene where you actually not only add to the film but you undo characterization and uh emotional like the emotional crescendo that you've built up through this musical montage what is i'm saying the editors should have cut it out to quote (laughs) uncle joey from full house uh yeah look i'm not saying that they made the right choice by leaving and it. I also I'm like just... I'm painting you into a corner for defending this terrible bit of the movie. So go, guy, defend it. All I'm saying is, you know, you reach a point when you're making a movie like this where you're like, well, we got to, we got to leave some stuff in. That's true, actually. The duration is not <laughs> huge, which is great. Which was, I'm gonna be honest with you, the main draw, <laughs> the main draw card of watching this movie. That fucking gorgeous little runtime. <laughs> oh, that sweet little runtime. Beautiful, sexy, tight little runtime. Uh, Measuring it at a what, like ninety-six, a whopping ninety-six minutes or something? Yeah, something like that. It's a boy, and <laughs> what a boy! That's the umbilical cord. Uh, do you have a shining light, Tim? Mm. Yeah, I do actually, and I've seen it in the movie lots of times, but it hasn't been my shining light yet. But I love it every time. When um, when our boy Zicoli is at the PCP party and he's going into the drug fueled like kind of dream sequence just before the rotoscope is fully kicking in, um, there's like you know how there's those flashes of him and like in one he's passing a girl yeah. and he's drinking and he's got like his arm around um, James Reed from the feelers yeah. and it's kind of a POV of someone else who's at the party because it looks like they used a steady cam or something. So it's sort of like yeah. quite a cool trippy thing. There's this particular expression, this face that Zach Efron pulls off, and it is just so recognizable of <laughs> of like drunk good times. Yeah. He's kind of got almost he's almost like got his tongue hanging out of his mouth like a dog, kind of biting it a little bit and just waving his head along to the music. Totally inebriated, totally removed from being concerned about what other people think he looks like, and I'm like, I fucking have been there, man. I know, I know that feeling. He 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 captured it for you. Yeah, it's there for like a, a just a split second, a few frames, but it's um, I reckon he did a great job. 
of that micro expression. Tip of the hat to you, Zakoli. Well done, Zakoli. You're a bright boy. You're a brave boy. You're a clever boy. Introducing a second emotion to his drunk, considerable range. <laughs> yeah, it's a hell of a repertoire. Crying and drunk. They're two good ones to have, uh, you know, up your sleeve Absolutely. on any on any movie set. Oh yeah. Oh sure. Have you got a shining light? I'm gonna be honest with you, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you a while to pad for time. I did not. Uh, most of the shining lights were just things that we like. Moments we grabbed out of the movie and made our own. Like, for instance, when Paige, they're at Tanya Romero's house and she shows them the papers. She's got, uh, I got sent this from the bank the other day. I found this on my doorstep the other day and hands it to Paige. And Paige is like, oh no, <laughs> this is covered in raccoon blood. <laughs> oh, you're in big trouble now, lady. Just, <laughs> he says, I know brilliantly. And then there's a silence where you could insert. Anything Which that's on like, the paper. Because there was more to that. When you said that while the movie was playing, you were suggesting that the raccoon blood-soaked note was a, a, a sign that a gang had targeted your house. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they do. They, they're using raccoons as quills. Yeah. Or as the, what is it, the ink uh, the, the, pod? The, what are they called? No. Well, the ink well. Mm, it is well. Pod is such a modern word. Well is old-timey. Yeah. Well, well, well. Well and quill. Uh, so your favourite bit of the movie was a bit that did not happen well, in the movie. It was no, it was it was Paige saying, "Oh, uh oh." Okay, but only because of what you could add to that in your head. Yeah, well, it was the moment I probably enjoyed the movie most. So yes, <laughs> that's a shining light. Jesus Christ, that is bleak. Considering we're going to watch this thing for hey, no times. man, double digits. Oh yeah, here's to that. It's a big birthday. Yeah, it is. There's no cake. I'm keen. <laughs> it's just you and I. I said this to you during the watch today, but I'll say it for everyone here. I feel like we need to start throwing a little more toppings on this thing at this point. I think we're we're pretty we're pretty in there with the movie. So I uh, think we yeah. need to like get out in the field and do some some weird shit. Gladly. For some watches. Let's watch it at a nightclub. <laughs> yeah, that's a depressing idea. I'll do it. Yeah, and we'll record in the nightclub too. It'll sound terrible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that. Okay, done. Excellent. Good shit. Okay, well, there you go. That's how you make something that you can't back out of. <laughs> you put it on a podcast and let everyone hear it. Good shit. Um, I'm pretty happy to round this up. Well, I've got fucking heartbreaking news for you, Timbly Wimbly. What? Old spindly Timbly Wimbly <laughs> and his spindly memory banks. You got no money in the memory bank, mate. We've got to go. We've got to go all the way back to Los Angeles, California. We've got to get inside <laughs> James Reed's beautiful apartment. Well, it's okay. actually a house. We've okay. got to go into his fucking living room. Yep. He's got to come out of his back room or covered under the stairs with a bag, with a MacBook Pro box inside of it, and say, "Getting sentimental with James Reed." <laughs> Remember how loose we used to get when we'd sing Patty Schwartz Party Time? Yeah, that people was miss it. Yeah. I'm getting a lot of <laughs> listener feedback coming in going, just give me one more, man. <laughs> give me one more of those. It's not going to happen here. Maybe on the friend zone, but not here. <laughs> We're siloing that shit off. In fact, we already did one. We did one a few weeks ago on the friend zone. I yeah, think. but I was in the... I was. I oh, know yeah, it was a Skype one. Yeah. It was trickier. Um, okay, well, Guy, seeing as how you, I feel like, really copped out of your um, 
shining yeah, light. Yeah, gladly, man. I'll tell you exactly what's in that fucking box. Great. May have gotten Great. a little sentimental. They said I'd get an opener for Summerfest. What's inside that box, Tim? A very, very expensive bottle opener. He says to Zicoli, you got a job. I'm going to be crushing bears and crushing chicks at Summerfest, and you're going to be opening all of them for me. Only the whoa. bears. Only the bears. The phrasing came out way wrong. Phrasing. Yeah. Uh, it's just so pretty much he gives him a very expensive can or bottle opener, uh-huh. and he's like, I want you to bring a backpack full of chilled bears. I'm going to be fucking caning it on the main stage, and you're going to be plying me with booze. Oh, that is how you destroy an apprentice. He's like, this is my version of sentimentality. I'm a fucking alcoholic. I've got a real problem with emotional you're my You're my bottle bitch. Yeah, and you are my bottle bitch. I think that's what friendship is. Dang. So he's making him a glassy for Summerfest. <laughs> that's his version of getting sentimental. That sucks. Um, and that was getting sentimental with James Reed. You didn't come with me on that one. <laughs> I was thinking of how I could insert the words Patty Schwartz, but uh, it wasn't possible. Nah, it's not going to happen. Not this week. Get out of it! Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. <laughs> this episode was brought to you by Big Pipe, presumably. <laughs> yeah, I, just got, I, I that occurred to me halfway through. Well, if we do it now, it's sort of burying the spot. Isn't it? Unless we say that we're going to do a Patty Schwartz party time at the end of the read. Which we're not, but if we say we will... And even say we're not, you'll still stick around to maybe hear it. I'm confused by what you've just said. I can't imagine what the casual listener of this podcast would be thinking right about. Can't now. imagine what the head of advertising at Big Pipe is thinking right now. Oh, okay. We we'll do one then, eh? Join Big Pipe. If you live in New Zealand and you love the internet, if you fall into that that Venn diagram, which really should be pretty much everyone mm. who's a Kiwi, that is. Uh, True Kiwis Big Pipe. love the internet. It yeah, used to be do. camping and rugby. But now it's all about internet and videos. We've moved on now, folks. Go to bigpipe.co.nz. They'll give you a sensational deal on some of the fastest connections in New Zealand. Bloody quick speed. I don't think anyone tops the plan that I'm on for 200 MIPS up and down. You'd be hard-pressed to get that in America, bro. You know how we used to bitch about our internet speed in New Zealand because we were like one of the worst in the OECD? We're not that bad anymore. (laughs) Big Pipe is taking full advantage of their infrastructure. They're maniacs. Good read, Tim. Their plans start from $69 a month. <laughs> Great pricing structure, Big Pipe. And you can get fiber from them uh, from $79 a month, which is pretty cheap. And the plan I'm on, which is unlimited, 200 MIPS up and down, is only 129 bucks a month, which ain't bad. At all. I challenge you to find a better priced, better connection. It's a fool's errand. You won't be able to do it. If you sign up, use the code WORST. It lets them know that we sent you. Is that, are we good now? <laughs> yeah, man, that was very professional. I'm a professional man. Makes me sound like a In a professional it? world. And I'm a professional boy. And on that musical note, thank you so much for joining us again. We will be back soon in the friend zone, which I don't mind if you skip over. It's up to you. But I hope you stay on board these big, regular, juicy episodes of us watching We Are Your Friends. 
Zuccoli's one-time hopeful ticket into a serious role with indie cred and cool people in the movie, but what actually turned out to be one of the largest box office bombs of the last five years. That was Guy. Goodbye, everybody. Are you going to play that dastardly intro again? Intro, 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 intro. Ow! This movie's still fine. Zuccoli passed the... One of them dies, that guy's screw. One of them's a hockey, his name is Jay. One of them looks like Johnny Depp, and his name is Johnny Depp. Classic Maximum Joseph. You forget that films are supposed to have a point. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.